Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 1 Episode 6, it's called Chapter 6, The Prisoner. So full spoilers for the episode as always. This episode features Mando sort of going back to an old old buddy, I mean maybe that term's a bit loose, but uh, old sort of rough crew that used to run with. They've got a job for him to help because he's a fourth, fourth man on the crew to help spring a prisoner from a droid-controlled prisoner ship. Um, but of course, there's some twists and turns as we go, and they betray him, and uh, all sorts happens. Um, so that is the, the gist of the episode. So uh, how did you feel about this one? Um, I was quite into it, especially the back half. Well, the back half was kind of excellent. Um, first half, yeah, it's, it's fun enough. A uh, lot of recognisable faces floating around. Yeah, there was two actors here that were... St- well, actually three, now that I think about it. There's three that kind of stuck out to me. First one being the guy that he, he talks to, first of all, the sort of boss, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Flass from Batman Begins, for anyone who d- didn't quite catch him. He's got a lot more hair and a lot more beard, but he's this him. Yeah. Um, and then, very quickly, the demon-looking dude. I was like, yep. that sounds like Clancy Brown. I couldn't quite see it in his face, but it sounded like Clancy Brown. It, it is, is indeed. And it yeah. is him. Um, yeah. A couple th- of others there as well. Oh yeah, well we got the droid um, who actually bugged me for a good five minutes because I recognised the voice and couldn't place it for a while. Ah, uh, see, I, I watched something with him on less than a week ago. And I don't know what sentence it was, but there was a sentence, once they were on, on the ship, somewhere it just clicked with one sentence that it was Richard Awadi. And yeah. I was like, I immediately liked him more because it was Richard Howard. <laughs> that helps. Uh, also, the woman playing the the Twi'lek uh, is uh, she was um, she was uh, Tonks in Harry Potter. She was on Game of Thrones as the oh my god, the wildling with Bran. I've forgotten her name. Osha, maybe. That might be right. Oh, yeah. Don't me. So, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at myself, questioning myself. Uh, who who yeah. is who is Sash Ketter in this episode? That character. Who is Sash? sash i'm i'm not sure why because i was just looking at all the names to see if there was anyone else that i didn't recognize under makeup or whatever and deborah chow plays a character called sash care oh oh i know the answer to that she's one of the three x-wing pilots because all three of those are directors from the ah, show. ah yes uh because when i looked up who she was um i didn't actually notice that she directed any of this but i didn't notice she directed someone mr robot so uh, th- yeah, she directed, I think, episode two or three of this, and she's doing all of the Kenobi show. Ah, very good, very good. Who are the other two directors then? Uh, the first one was uh, Dave Filoni, uh, of, you know, he, who's obviously did uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and uh, is involved in this. And the other is uh, Rick uh, Fukuyama, what is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, who directed this episode, actually. Yeah. And then it was bugging me where I knew the, the, the sort of ginger bald guy from. Well, that sounds like that's a weird phrase because obviously he's bald. But he, ginger Bill beard. Burr? Uh, Bill Burr, yeah. yeah. Um, he was in Breaking Bad. I don't know where I knew him from, but he was in Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, yeah. He's he's probably the most recognizable one out of all of them. And we've got to him last somehow. There's also another familiar face later in the episode in the control room. Uh, I don't know if you recognized him because there wasn't a lot of him. Um, that is uh, Matt Lantner. Uh, you will know him from Timeless. He was you know, one of the, the main guys in Timeless. Uh, but also, he was the voice of Anakin in The Clone Wars. Oh, right, aye. I, I even know who his name that was when you said it. I had to look at his yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
so okay a lot of faces a lot of faces in this one um no mm. that was not bad it was definitely better than last week's episode um mm. I, I will say that yeah. uh, it may even be the best paced out of all the all the episodes uh, up until notably it was slightly longer than the last couple it was slightly longer yeah i mean admittedly you have to take off like four minutes of credits because they, they're, they're, they're packed with credits these episodes but but this one was still close to 40 minutes yeah so that kind of stuck out um action was pretty good um it had the kind of a suitable feeling of like i can't really i don't really think we can trust these people the entire time we're with them in the first half of the episode so when the betrayal comes it's not a surprise but it doesn't necessarily feel like it's because it's a failure of what it's doing it feels like no it was, it was kind of a a foregone conclusion they'd probably betray him and he was kind of prepared for it especially as you know this is playing on those you know heist sort of western tropes that you know this this happens in those films right so mm-hmm. you know those stories in general that, that the, the betrayal is a big part of that so i mean it's not a surprise do you know Sam? you're far too gleeful when we talk about mandalorian you know that there's a there's a there's a spring yeah. in your voice and a smirk to your face that you don't have in most other so shows is, i think it's not even that i'm enjoying it because that's that's just nice i enjoy a lot of shows that we cover mm-hmm. i think it's the the satisfaction that you are having to admit that there's a star wars thing that you're enjoying to at least to some degree <laughs> i mean this episode was not, was not bad um, um look um, yeah. i have been very objective throughout to, to these be fair, six episodes. i think i've been relatively critical um <laughs> so i think the reason i'm quite peppy this time is because it was nice to have a, you know I, I i wasn't that hot on the last episode was i that's true so this was this was kind of a a nice bounce back yes no it was it was a solid episode um i guess the the only critique i'd have kind of the show as a whole you know outside of maybe some of the pacing things we've brought up before for the other episodes is uh is that there is kind of this random nature to these middle episodes where very little is kind of following on from the previous one it's just kind of like oh he's got to get a job from somewhere now um, yeah i saw someone actually compare this to just like uh like like a comic book series of you know like like a star wars comic series of just mm. hey it's just each issue is its own kind of adventure and i yeah. can kind of feel that yeah, it's all right. I guess uh, I'm just used to TV having more, like, even if it is doing standalone adventures, having a bit more of like at least a B through line that's kind of like connecting it to the overall. I get that. And I think it feels particularly odd here, given that the first three, we were like, okay, so this is just going to be an eight hour movie. And then it just completely 180. Yeah, which which may actually be just the, the, the why it feels so wrong. It may just be like, no, this set, set us up for something that was so serialized and then immediately switched. Yeah. after the first three episodes um you have to imagine that the, the last episode if not the last two episodes because we've got two left will yeah. return to the main plot but i mean we'll, we'll see i mean yeah who knows unless they're just leaving it open for season two um but yeah so so basically what happens is he meets the, the rest of this crew because he obviously knows the leader but he doesn't know the rest of them and they're introduced uh don't seem very trustworthy big devil guy's pretty angry uh the uh What's the what's the blue alien race? Blue alien. Yeah, with the two sort of like tentacle like ponytail oh, things. Twi'lek. Yeah. Twi'lek. Was she was she blue? She looked blue to me. Okay, my memory's just playing tricks on me. Yeah, it's a light blue. I mean, maybe if you're a bit colorblind, you might argue she's like a, a more of a green. That sort of aqua kind of like oh, argument. Fair enough. I mean, but... memory's just playing tricks on me. I'm not gonna fight. I swore she was blue. Anyway, because uh, you're right, because that that race isn't that race always blue. No, no, the the green, pink, blue, 
whatever. Oh, fair enough. They're all sorts. Because I always, I always, they always made me think of uh, the, the opera singer from Fifth Element. <laughs> okay. So I just yeah, associate really... I associate them with being blue. Um but yeah, so she's she's kinda flirty in a kinda, you know, dangerous way. Like like, like yeah. yeah, she's been she's been all seductive, but I mean if you do like and like your guard they, down at They night, do have a history. Yes. Those two. Yes, they imply a history. Uh but they go off on the ship and they get to the, the thing. There's a little bit of a, a dangerous moment where they find uh baby Oda. Yeah. And and they're like, Oh, what's going on here? and he has to kind of just play it off really cool and casual. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they're just getting the prison ship, though, so it kind of interrupts them, uh, and they go on board. And this episode had another moment that I think it needed as well, uh, which is something that I'd, I'd been saying we needed in the first few episodes, and we did get it at the end, by the end of episode three, was kind of like, okay, why are we rooting for this guy? And there's another example of that in this episode here, where there is one human kind of guard in the control room, and yeah. the others are basically intended on killing him, and... Mando's trying to like no 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 one needs to die here if you just let us go do our thing like you know you don't have to die um and it, it turns into something more of a three-way standoff because obviously at first it's just a standoff between the guard and everyone else and then Mando kind of becomes this third kind of pillar in the standoff uh yeah. against everyone and it you know it, it, it he ends up dying because uh the, the twilight kind of just yeah. throws a knife at him also just because I know we're going to get comments I just checked she's pink which she was, was so my memory wasn't going funny. Oh, was I, didn't, but I didn't want to say it because you were so insistent that it was blue and maybe green. I was like, my memory must be just playing tricks on me. But I've just checked and she's definitely pink. It's pink? Okay. I'm going to check this after, but fine. It, it was uh, bugging me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like going crazy. <laughs> fine, whatever. She's been. Comments are already there, but I mean, whatever. She's been the Italian place. She's naturally blue. I'll buy it. Uh, why why she goes pink when she tans? I don't know, but like, uh, anyway, uh, alien species. They do what they want. So, you know, so obviously there's a moment here after this guy's died and everyone else. Oh shit! He, he still triggered that alarm. He's does this little device that he's got. It's a little beacon, uh, which is important for later because Mando uses it to kind of trick everyone at the end. Yeah. Uh, but they actually betray him as soon as they get to the cell with the prisoner they're there for it turns out to be the Twi'leks brother who apparently Mando himself uh, kind of betrayed or left behind on whatever last mission he had with these these people Yeah. and uh, they throw him in the cell leave him there to rot of course Mando very quickly uh, you know like grapples a droid over to the, the door and like rips his arm off through the, through the hole yeah. in the door there was a second where I went this feels really easy to escape from. And then I was like, to be fair, I assume they take all this fancy shit off the prisoners before they lock them up, usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine all the people in the cells don't have anything on them other than just a shirt and some, you know. <laughs> I mean, they're prisoners, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, certainly wouldn't have a grapple gun. <laughs> would be I my guess. hope not. Otherwise, the New Republic really need to do better checks on their prisoners. Yeah. So... Anyway, from there it comes kind of a stalking episode where Mando gets control of the ship and starts like closing doors here or there and kind of splits the group up so they're in two pairs and then we get kind of like almost a slasher movie of them like kind of going after each one one by one. Oh, it is. There's, uh, there's the scene with, with one of them where, you know, the lights are just, it's because it's all red, bathed in this red like emergency lighting, but it's occasionally flickering in and out and you just see him getting closer every time it flickers bright. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of great. It's proper horror movie or even proper Batman stuff in some ways. Uh, that particular I can see one. That, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that one was fun. Uh, there's kind of a, a a joke where he's fighting the big devil guy and he sort of like shuts the big uh, metal door on him that you know, shuts down the way. But and you, you're not sure if it's like squished him or like chopped his head off or something. But then he sort of like comes back into frame and he's actually he's so strong that he's holding it up and he's pushing it up. And then man and presses then it, another button and there's like a second layer of these doors that comes in horizontally and just goes. Um, I genuinely like flinched at that. Like I was like, oh god, that was that was vicious. What? I don't say this often in this show because I don't think this show really needs it, but I will say this is why the once bracket I've done with a little bit of gore. Just a little bit of a splat. No, I get it. I think given the ending, they, they kind of explain why that wasn't. But, you know, that would have been nice. Yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. I mean, it turns out later that he's not actually dead. He's just his horns have been... Uh, a bit crumpled yeah cut off or whatever yeah um because we find out he's not actually because we assume he's killed everyone and that's what that's what the brother who's the last one standing the prisoner uh, assumes as well but it's, he's actually left them all alive in a cell so they're still there which means i expect we'll see them again in some capacity at some point probably and this really feels like mando's racking up some enemies right yeah he got a list of enemies he's got one or two allies but mostly enemies um, and it's worth mentioning as well that the droid, who, although admittedly the droid is maybe the one who does die out of them, out of all the characters in the crew. Because when he gets back on the ship, Mando does shoot him right through the, the chest. Yeah, but I mean, it's a droid and presumably be repaired if needed yeah. it to be. You know. But he did see the uh, the beacon. Uh, it depends where he put the droid, though, because if he's still just lying there dead in the ship when he flies off at the end, then it doesn't really matter, I suppose. But yeah, that's uh, true. if he dumped him off the ship before he left, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, because but... uh, the droid, I think Zero was his designation. Yes. Zero or something or that, uh, is is hunting Baby Yoda through the ship. Yes, because uh, he sees the uh, transmission, the last transmission that, uh, uh, you know, Apollo Creed left him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his character's name. You don't know no, that. No. Don't, don't pretend I, I, you do. I, I could have told you while I was watching the episode. <laughs> but no. That's how you get a stew going. That's one for Arrested Development fans. Um, but he's uh, yeah, he's hunting the Baby Yoda through the ship. And the Baby Yoda looks like when he's at gunpoint is is about to use the force to protect himself, but uh, before he's about to do something, uh, Mando shoots, him, shoots the, uh, the door to the chest. An interesting theory on Baby Yoda this week that I thought was kind of neat. If I mean, it, it's probably not, but it is kind of funny if true. Uh, basically, the whole you know, baby thing is just an act. Uh, it, it all comes from a, a line in Empire where you know, uh, I think it was Empire, uh, uh, where where Yoda mentioned he'd been training Jedi for like eight hundred years. Um, and you know, and obviously he had to be trained up before that, and he's roughly nine hundred at that point. Uh, so that means okay, if 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 this baby's supposed to be fifty. That means it's got you know fifty years then to become you know at the uh, complete maturity and Jedi Master essentially you know you're at, at the point where they're training. So you're Others. saying you're saying the final moment of the season is going to be him saying something as if he's been talking the whole time. Possibly. And Mando's going to be like, "What the?" F-? And then cut to black. That's all you're saying. <laughs> it, it could. Yeah. I, I they mean, they I... might just kind of be disregarding that line and just kind of playing fast and loose and whatever. And I'm I'm okay with that if they are. You know, it's fine. But if that is a, a thing, then that's interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, we see that they've bonded again. Obviously, the, uh, the, he brings the prisoner in because the prisoner's like, hey, that's your way. You took a job, so you have to take me in and get paid for it, right? Um, and he comes in with the ship at the back of the space station. 
gives him over, gets paid, no questions asked, that's the rules, and they wait till he leaves and they're like, yeah, okay, kill him, and then they've got this big ship's, you know, launching up and it's about to go out. But then uh, they notice that the brother in his pocket, whatever it is, has got the uh, the transponder that's alerting the authorities about the, the prison break, and some X-Wings come uh, zooming in and blow up the ship that was going to launch. Uh, although, notably, I, mean, I don't think it's implying that those two die. Again, I think these two are surviving, much like the others that were in the cell. Uh, again, this this is one I could take either way. Because you kind of see them running away. Now, the explosion does look kind of big, admittedly, but like, you, you do see them running for it before they, they shoot the you do. Yeah, so if, the if they come back, then sure, I buy it. If not, I'm willing to accept that the explosion got them. Yeah. The question is, is like, are they going to show up in the finale because there's going to be some sort of big showdown and they're all hunting Mando? Um, or is this just a seed because they're going to have an episode in season two and they've got just plans for more of this story on its own? Honestly, I'm okay with either because, again, they know they've got a season two coming. If this is a recurring thing, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring them back next season, that's fine. Uh, but if, if it is part of a big you know, Mando hunt in the last episode, uh, that could be pretty fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a solid episode. Uh, lots of decent action in the middle, especially. Mm. Um, you know, I think if you're a big Baby Yoda fan, though, you were probably disappointed with the amount of Baby Yoda in the last two episodes because he was kind of... Possibly. I think, uh, you know, this this one's much better than the last one in that regard. Um, mm. I think, you know, the, the the way Baby Yoda was, you know, hiding and just vanishing uh, was, was kind of fun to watch. Hmm. Uh, so, no. This is fine episode episode six. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about this one. Uh, pretty straightforward, obviously, but uh, built yeah. up like the, the character. I mean, if if if, I, if, I, if I'm even searching for a nitpick, it's that that Mando feels too capable in this episode compared to some of the recent episodes where he's a bit more of an idiot. <laughs> so I've seen some people um, really dislike this one. They they think all the characters are outright annoying and they hate them all. Um, I don't quite see that. They're not likable characters, right? I'm not like, oh, this guy's great. But they never annoyed me. Um, no, I mean, I think there was maybe a little bit in the introductionary phase where it almost felt like I was being introduced to a, a, a lane of cliches and it felt like they were trying really hard to sell their their roguishness. And, I'll give you that, yeah. Uh, and it was a little bit rough at the start. Once it got going, though, and they actually were just focusing on what they were doing, I thought they were fine. But, yeah, like when they were going through the ship to get to like the control room, for example... I thought they were, you know, quite fine there. Yeah. Um, so, no, not, not flawless by any means, but uh, probably the best episodes a TV show has had. I, yeah, I think it's the most uh, satisfying individual episode, for sure. Yeah, probably not the best. I mean, episode three is probably still the best episode, but this is the best episode as a TV show in terms of having a beginning, middle, and end and feeling like a full as, story. As an individual episode, yeah. Three is the best part of the show, you know, as, as a... As part of a larger whole, uh, three is definitely the best in that regard, but it, it fails as just a single episode for sure. Mm. All right, well, there you go. That is uh, The Prisoner. So let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, you can rate the audio podcast on applepodcast.com. Um, I don't even know if it is .com. It's Apple Podcasts. It's Apple Podcasts dot whatever your local variant is. Uh, but you can rate us on there. Five stars. It helps us out a lot. People will find us that way. Uh, you can also support us financially, of course, by going to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble. Uh, but help keep all the, uh, you know, the cats fed and the lights on and 
everything else. Yep. So, you know, uh, there you go. That is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?